gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. What's happening everybody and welcome to this, the latest episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. I am your host this week, my name is Steve Wilson and tonight we go a bit insane as we talk about ICW and their tag team division. We're going to go through the history of their division pretty much from their first show back in 2006 all the way through to what was classed by many as a boom period of tag team wrestling in around about 2012-2013 and on to the current day where tag team wrestling is going strong in Scotland. But before we get on to tag team wrestling, I'd like to introduce you to my lovely panel this evening who have what I think of is the insanity of a puppy running through a field of flowers over rainbows. <laughs> you understand that when you hear them. Well, they're not that insane. <laughs> First off, we were told to brace ourselves this week for torrential rain in Glasgow, but no one told us it was from the tears of this panellist when she came from Edinburgh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sarah. That was terrible. <laughs> but you laughed. I, I laughed, but it was so terrible. <laughs> I laughed and cried, you know, whatever happens first. <laughs> tears of laughter. How's it going, Sarah? Alright, stop taking the piss out of me crying. I'm mm. emotional person. I'm in touch with my emotions and that is not. Please Sarah, don't thing. cry. We have a show to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, how are you going? How are you doing? I'm doing alright. Good, good. Next up, people say I'm punching and must run in the family. As look at this man. Known for stealing patter ideas and pensioners' gin. It's dead. Yes. <laughs> Grand Nanny still hasn't forgiven me for stealing her gin. <laughs> no, she has not. No, no. Enough six years to the day. Aye. Still no happy, and also if you slag me again, I'll turn up the lights in here and see you spontaneously can bus boy. <laughs> What's do, it, sp- do it, do it. Why is there people talking about spontaneously combusting on this podcast? David, look the other last week we said. Now, <laughs> now that's. Now, how's it going? Dad, I'm good, Stevie. Great. How are you? Yes, very good, very good. I'm looking forward to this show. <laughs> Running off our panel, when he found out that WWE brought out a man's man t-shirt, he was raging. He's been, he's been embracing 1998 William Regal for months with his checkered shirt. Alan <laughs> <laughs> <Dallin> McLucas. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is the worst intro ever! I don't care. I pre-warned you these intros suck this week. Because <laughs> I've been very busy. <laughs> And you were correct. To be fair, you are looking. <laughs> I said, I said, I said that. In the, I said that. And you turn up. You turn up really suave with your three piece suit. I didn't think you were going to turn up my feet. Ladies and gentlemen, also eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. I'm looking for a new host. Please slide into our DMs if you're interested. Ah, Alan, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yes, fine, thanks, fine. And of course. While his idols Kofi <laughs> Truth and the Street Profits are chasing gold, he's stuck chasing down the McLeod's production notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> Forever living the dream. It's Quacku. <laughs> Thank you very much for that intro. Some truth there, I like that. <laughs> Some truth in two in two senses. Yeah. Thank you very much. So guys, how are you doing this week? Okay. Good. Excellent, but before we talk about ICW's tag team division, just a bit of housekeeping, you can find us on any podcasting site, just search for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet, we are on many, including iTunes, Spotify and Anchor, Uh, search for Suplex Retweet at any of your social media sites, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, and you can also find everything that we do from past podcasts, interviews and articles at suplexretweet.com. Right, let's get our history books open folks and talk about ICW. 
Your your gonna be the worst history teacher ever, and I hated history in that same subject. Well, I did geography and modern studies, so that probably helps. We bullied our history teacher. <laughs> it's gonna happen again tonight. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> right, so we're gonna go back to the very beginnings and talk about the initial days of ICW with a tag team division. Well, it wasn't really much of a tag team division back then. They didn't really have tag team championships until 2012, which we'll talk about in a bit. But if you look back to ICW's very early days, some of the tag teams that were in their very, very first shows. Um, do you remember, do any of you know what the first ICW tag team match was? It was a match that took, which was the Fight Club. Not the fight club that we know of, Liam Thompson and Kid Fight, but it was Kid Fight and Jimmy James, who were apparently SWA tag champs at one point. They took on the team of the Tenacious Guns, which was Johnny Lyons, who still wrestles up yeah. in Aberdeen, teaming up with Tommy Turner to take on... Tommy Turner, not from, like, fairly odd parents. <laughs> Tommy Turner. <laughs> taking on Los Pervitos. Los Pervitos. Los Pervitos. Look, look, look at that. Los Pervitos. Los Pervitos. Sounds like a Spanish Ross McLeod. Yes, that was Mo- <laughs> That was Mojo Pervito. <laughs> and Tim Pervito. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know which one Ross was. <laughs> <laughs> From that note, um, Sarah, what was your thoughts on how on this early tag team division in ICW in this very first show? Because obviously this was a show where ICW were performing in front of less than 100 people at uh, the community centre halls in Mary Hill. I mean, yeah. I think also like starting out, you're not going to get a lot of tag teams going around. I mean, a lot of people will probably just want to hit the singles market. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, I think like they just want to establish themselves. Like, there <coughs> many people want to establish themselves as a tag team. I mean, going by the names as well. I mean, Johnny Lyons, he's been wrestling for God knows how long. I think he's actually getting close to retirement. I'm pretty sure like when it, like his last matches are coming up. Must be. Uh, looking back, I found that uh, two of the teams I mentioned, not Los Perfitos, who I don't think I've got anywhere, uh, they were all um, W3L champ, tag champs. Um, yeah. I didn't really realise W3L had been going that long. That yeah. yeah. Shows what shows I know. Um, Derek, do you kind of agree with what Sarah says in terms of wrestling in Scotland wasn't at that height as it is now? And there's not as many going about. Do you think it's more a case of people wanting just to get them, their individual names out there at that point? 100%. Um, I think even for, for ICW as a company as well. Um, not having a, a sort, of, sort of tag division made made sense. They're building their name up, they're building their reputation up. Um, until you can properly really build up your reputation and build up your you know your your um, you know the wrestlers as well, it would it doesn't make any sense not to have it until they build up their roster mm-hmm. um, um, first. I would say. Yeah, Alan, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, pretty much agree. But you think about tag team wrestling in general, it's probably is the most looked down upon of all the forms of wrestling at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I know you're thinking, yes, uh, I'm not a fan of tag team wrestling. <laughs> regular, regular listeners of the show will know Alan's thoughts on tag team wrestling. Can I just wrestling? specify this? Tag team wrestling would be my last choice of wrestling to go and watch, but I do like tag team wrestling, just not WWE, because they're terrible. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, ICW, brilliant. Back in the day, TNA had a cracking tag team division. Mm-hmm. And then I've watched the tag team matches in NXT and they are absolutely mind blown. And then you watch the 
Well, let's be honest, they're all just jobbers right now in WWE. Just, I know it's not all their own fault, but it's just whoa, 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 whoa. Not, not really been well done. We've got Drew McIntyre and the best in the world, that Shane was, McMahon. You need to redo that. <laughs> His voice isn't prepped yet. Give him, give him. I can probably do it, but it'll take up the whole show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably. It, it probably would. Um, see, if you actually look at this opening ICW show, uh, you can understand why there wasn't many like tag teams that we maybe well know because if you look at some of the names that were on this first show we had Liam Thompson we had Wolfgang and Red Lightning taking on each other and uh, Wolfgang won by DQ we had uh, James Scott Dartside and we had Drew Galloway all also on this show so uh, you can, these, are the, these are the main names so you can maybe see it maybe wasn't as we've discussed it wasn't the time for tag team wrestling mm-hmm. as when I found out looking back on this era of ICW, there was only really like three teams who wrestled in ICW in the very few shows that they had for this first like four years. Got to remember as well that there wasn't really a lot of shows back then, no. so we weren't getting the at least the monthly one. Maybe maybe had like what ten within the space of four years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So wasn't that many? Wasn't that many? But um, there is we have, we have mentioned some of the names. Um, uh, Kit Fight is one of the names in there. Um, Derek, I'll go to you in this one. Um, Kid Fight as a tag team specialist, I think, is a fair thing. We'll maybe talk about a bit later on. What's, yeah. what's your thoughts on him as a tag team wrestler? From yeah, I think he, I, I like him as a tag team wrestler. He's quite um, in the ring. He's aggressive, which you always think you need as a um, one half of your tag team. Um, he's been in a few tag teams as well. But he's not in an ICW. Tag team championship. Never won any titles in ICW, which is a shame. No, he was with the 55. 55, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah. With Shah Samuels. So yeah. yeah. What a miss from here, I'm sure. I know. Uh, you were definitely. But he never won one with the. <laughs> 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 it's because I had in his head about the fight network, the fight club. He never won one with the fight club with Liam Thompson, you know, and obviously never won one with Jimmy James and ICW, even though they were SWA tag champs and W3L tag champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Said on another tag team that kind of came up to, uh, <coughs> when I was there, it was a Raging Storm. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you, can you guess who's in this team? Just from the name? Uh, from your memory? I'm assuming James Storm, not a strange storm. Hey, Johnny. Johnny Storm, aye. No, it wasn't Johnny Storm. No. No. It was a Logan Storm. Mm-hmm. Who's a well-known name in Scottish wrestling, clearly, by the looks of the faces of the panel. <laughs> uh, but the other name you'll know of is TJ Rage. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very familiar with him. Uh, you think he, he's another one who seems to do a lot in tag team wrestling? Obviously, he's a trainer at Premier British Wrestling PBW. Yes. Uh, but he seems to crop up quite a lot in tag teams at various stages, um, both ICW and in other promotions. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of his specialty coming up as well. I mean, I can recall a lot of times that TJ Rage does things as a singles competitor, so um, I've only really seen him in tag team stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. There's not really much like I can talk about TJ Rage because like I wasn't really watching ICW right back at this time. Like it's just sort of going on what I've read and what I've watched back on the network and like the very small selection of what they had. But I mean, it's it is a shame because like TJ Rage would probably have done so well if given the right opportunity. Because like, see, if you had today's tag team division back then, and it was like just a striving and this that and the next thing. He probably would have been successful. Mm-hmm. I think it's just maybe like the timing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, like something that is very apparent, like we got TJ Rage and Kid Fight that are both head trainers at their respective PBW schools. And when you look at the talent that comes up, a lot 
they have a big and thing about character building, mm-hmm. and it's something that other trainers have actually said about PBW is that yes, they go in the ring and everything, but as well as their actual character, they let their wrestling do the talking, and that becomes apparent when you see like TJ Rage and Kid fight in a wrestle ring. Yeah, even to this day, even very recently, ICW some of Kid Fight's character work was good as kind of <laughs> as he changed from. That kind of hard nosed get man that he's been yeah. for many years to just a guy who's having fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking to you about. I'm like, what has got any fight here? And you're like, mm, he's always been respected because yeah. they know the work he does. It was really, <laughs> see, for somebody sort of fairly new to him, like myself in the last few years, never seen that side of him. Really refreshing. Really oh, like this. It was really good to see because, like, you obviously don't know what they're like behind the scenes of, or maybe you do, but I, not from Adeline. But you always come across as like obviously the hard man and you know angry man and whatever, but seeing this stuff inside him, it was really cool to see. What? And I really enjoyed his match, his match was top class as well. One thing I came across in this particular era of ICW was a tag team match that took place in 2010, again in Mary Hill, it was at ICW Serious Assault 2. Uh, the tag team match was Rudo, or Red Lightning as he was known then, and Wolfgang. Operation Red Wolf. Teaming up to take on a team who we'll probably talk about in a lot more detail later on of BT Gunn and Chris Renfrew. Mm-hmm. Known as the Whatever NA. happened to them? Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. Uh, the same show actually had a, a mixed tag team match as well. Other names that we know well Carmel and Liam Thompson taking on Darkseid and Nikki Storm. Or as we well know now, Nikki Cross, mm-hmm. one of the number one contenders. Technically, Technically. For the women for the SmackDown women's Technically. Title. <laughs> you know. Uh, when you look at that match, I mean that was only four years later, so that, does that show you how very well the scene had developed in four years, guys? Yeah, definitely. Um showed you um how much the company's progressed <coughs> as well during the time. Um as well getting bigger, you know, I think that's where where it comes into play when when the company's starting to grow and then they get more tag teams involved in it, um more competition as well for for, to, for something to achieve. Yeah, definitely. That moves us on to the kind of my next uh, area I'm going to talk about is when around about 2012, as this a kind of the tag teams were kind of expanding type idea where ICW, as we know, they've decided to bring in their own tag team championships, uh, which was decided in an eight team tournament which took place in towards the end of 2012, which uh, climaxed at Hadoken. Mm-hmm. That show was called. What a great name for a show! That that was the show after the Super Smoking, whatever it was called, the one where um, Gradle beat Red Lightning. That one. Ah, on they won the full matches on YouTube where he beats him and then it turns out his foot was under the rope. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this, the tournament itself for the next kind of te- uh, ten minutes or so. Um, does anybody know some names of teams that were in that particular tournament? Besides the winners. Besides the winners. Um, <laughs> um, I know the Bucky Boys were in it. The Bucky Boys um, were in it. Yes, Bucky Boys who. We'll talk about it quite a lot in this show, I think, it's fair to say. Uh, I know the Bucky Boys were in it. Um, um, there, was some, there was some teams kind of thrown from nowhere, uh, of kind of two singles competitors, but again, names we know. Talent and something? No, I know the Coffee no, Brothers were in it as well. the Coffee Brothers were in it. There yeah. was a team called T2K, which was James Scott and Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. And there was another team that was simply just a combination of Noam Dar and Andy Wilde. Oh. Oh. We know they're, they're very good friends yeah. outside of the ring. Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got it written down as Wilder. <laughs> uh, we talked about Kid Fight as well. He was in this tournament as tag team partner. Does anybody know who his tag team partner is? It was Liam Thompson, was it not? It was not Liam Thompson. Was it not? <gasps> no. It's a man who's technically in WWE, even though he doesn't wrestle in WWE. But he wrestled nice W a lot. 
Vigilante Johnny Moss. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> Big Mossy himself. He teamed up with Fight. Um, we also had the the team who eventually won the tournament of William Grange and Dickie Divers, better known as S.T.I. That's the <laughs> That's why I said apart from the winners. <laughs> you said not. <laughs> We're on top of the winners. We're on top of everybody else. Uh, I said apart from the winners. <laughs> um, we also had a team called Official Community. We had the models as well. And the models. Official Community were the team of Scott Maverick. We all know well, he's very well known in this Scottish scene. And Jamie Ferrick, who also occasionally went by the name of Matsuo Kazama the second. Kazuma. Matsuba. Matsuo Kazuma. The, the second. second. He's got the second. second. He's not the first Kazuma. He's the second. Kazuma. He's the second. Kazuma. He's the second. He's the second. He's the second. He's who's very well known in Preston City Wrestling, teaming up with Danny Hope, who went on to become an ICW Zero G Champion. Very briefly. Yeah. Very, very briefly. And very unexpectedly. <laughs> if anybody remembers that particular era. Um, Derek, I'll go to you on this one. What's your thoughts on those eight... Um, Sarah, sorry. What's your thoughts on those eight names? I mean, out of all of them, like the ones that you do see standing out are the ones that are still here to this day. I mean... Yeah, like you don't have the STI as a tag team anymore. You've got Dickie Diver is still around the scene, but he's like picking up new partners along the way. Hmm. Kind of like an STI, but. Hello! Anyway. Wow. Yeah, and then when you're looking at like the Bucky Boys and the NAK and the Coffees, like they're the ones that are still there to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at like the ones like Danny Hope and Joey Hayes, like it is kind of a shame that they've just sort of went, mm, bye, and just w- wandered back down the road. Yeah. It was interesting, uh, Derek. The the majority, of the, the, the thing that's quite um, surprising there is the majority of those guys are still with ICW mm-hmm. as yeah. well, seven years like Sarah said, you know, like the coffees and things like that. I think it shows you just the company um, and what they're doing. And obviously, these guys have obviously been on a wouldn't say better things, but we're going to bigger things in terms of um, NXT UK now and stuff like that as well. So it shows you it's just a, a breeding ground as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, the other thing, Alan, which is seems to be a common thing in all wrestling, it was even quite seen at this point in ICW, was there was some kind of teams that were maybe thrown together. Yeah. Type aspect on that one, you know, which <laughs> you you mentioned about WWE earlier on, how they seem to be quite, they love to throw the teams together randomly. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that I've not actually heard of. So I'm glad you have to tell me who they are, and yeah, I still don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is like WWE, so but, but no, but again, yeah, it's a bit weird. And then kind of to echo what the guys are saying already, there's a lot of real talent there, especially mm-hmm. the fact that you've, got, well, you've named at least three world champions. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe three, three, three world champions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Obviously some names like Noam Dar, as Derek says, in the NXT UK. Obviously hindsight's a great thing, guys, but if I handed you those eight names at that particular time, would STI have been your winner? <laughs> I mean, probably not originally, because when, when you look at Dickie Divers and William Grange back at that time, they didn't even look like a tag team, and you were actually surprised that they were tagging together. Yeah, but they could talk. Oh yeah, they could talk, but so like when you just sort of look at them, you're just like, did they just sort of decide this on the day? 
But it worked! It does, no, I'm not saying it didn't, but... It worked! I mean, like I said, hindsight is the thing, you know. I mean, if I was looking at these eight names at that point in time, or even the end, I would, the coffee stand out to me for that natural chemistry. Yep, that's what I was, that's what I was just about to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you look back at the ICW back then, they were not, uh, uh, Joe especially, Joe was very, didn't have as much muscle mass back then, so he was quite trimmed as well, but he still looked like a proper, a future world champ at that particular point in time. Um, I think this was maybe just before or just after the whole Save Pro Wrestling thing with the coffee, the coffees, can't really remember 100% remember. maybe just before that one, so they, they were even technically back then, you know, but uh, any other names stand out? I mean, we'll, t- um, we'll probably talk about the Bucky Boys later on, mm-hmm. but any other names with a stood out to you beforehand? Al? I know you just said you didn't really know about most of these people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, pro- well, I'd heard the STI, but then, as you were saying to your original point, if, if you the line-up, would you have picked anyone? I'd have thought it would have been the Whipping Boys. STI? Just purely on name only, not knowing who everyone is. I'd have went, oh, they'll be the Whipping Boys, they'll, they'll be the ones that get battered down and first out and then end up. Then you end up winning. But, but let's be honest, you know Glasgow, you know ICW, <laughs> if your tag team is called STI, which oh, people may, not many people do, stood for superior talent initiative, <laughs> you're gonna make that a champion and rub that in people's faces so that gets people talking. Bucket boys are bucket boys, but STI, say the tag team champions are STI. Brilliant! Genius! That is quite clever. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we got to the, the final was STI versus the Bucky Boys in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Uh, if you've not well watched this match before, I'd rec- highly recommend you watching it. This was probably one of the first proper big ICW tag. Well, Derek, were you at this? Sh- was this one of the shows you were at? Because Fairbo Devitt was in the main event. I'm yeah, I think I was at this show. Mm-hmm. Um, this was um, sort of the time when I first got into. ICW and I think I was at this um, at this one and it's a brilliant match. Oh, is it? Is it's, it? it's got everything that you need for a for a tag team, you know, title match. Well, yeah, everybody loves tables, ladders, and chairs. Yep, <laughs> it's fant- it's fantastic and obviously a surprise winner maybe in at a point in Divers and Grange considering they never held the tag team tier titles again and they shortly went their separate ways. I think that was the thing on the night when you seen that the final was. The Bucky Boys were in it. I think everybody expected them to win, mm-hmm. um, and then it just does a, you know, a turn around on you and Dickie and Grange win. <laughs> and a very very surprising one. Yep. Uh, but what followed from this particular uh, followed from this type of the show and this out the win the titles was kind of the development. I think it's fair to say of the um, the tag division as itself as we got what was probably in my opinion the best period of tag team wrestling that ICW has ever had. And that's saying something considering the stellar list of tag teams that we've got now. Uh, the first show that kind of goes in my mind at this period, Sarah's the one, which you said that I've sold many times, was one of your first ICW shows mm-hmm. uh, in your local area, of course, of Edinburgh, even though Trenent's still ages from Edinburgh. <laughs> Main Edinburgh. Oh, 12 minutes away. <laughs> still a while. <laughs> still in Edinburgh. <laughs> uh, as, of course, Dave's not here, man. It's one of the very many ICW shows yeah. that people refer to quite often. <laughs> and Dave definitely is not here, as we're having a nice dis- discussion. <laughs> definitely a nice ICW discussion without Dave because he's not here, man. Uh, uh, the tag team match that took place on this particular card took was... The Bucky Boys became tag team champions between the tournament final and here and they defended it against the Coffees 
Fight Club, or the, the Kid Fight, Liam Thompson version, and BT Gun and Chris Renfrew in a four-way elimination tag team matchup, which is an absolute <laughs> banger of a match. Uh, Sarah, obviously, what was your thoughts on that one as a somebody relatively new to ICW at this point? I was brand new to ICW. I mean, I, I, I was, what, 22 around about this time, so I'm still really, really new. Years ago. No, right. No, no, no. But I, I literally, I just went along to the pictures because like a whole bunch of my friends were going, and when I was sitting and standing watching this, and I'm just like, holy crap! I didn't realise this was actually like a thing in Scotland. Um, and then watching like all these teams, and I'm just sitting there going, holy shit! I'm like, I'm scared of these people. What am I gonna do? But overall, impressed. I mean, they all put on a great display. And the natural chemistry that came between all these teams was something to be admired as well. Yeah, I mean, um, we'll talk about, but not. We don't really have another point in this one to talk about Fight Club because we don't. They kind of they split up and feuded a year afterwards. Um, <laughs> Derek, you you may you probably may have not seen them, but what would your thoughts have been of the Fight Thompson partnership? I would this, but to just go back <coughs> to this match. Mm-hmm. I would pay to see this match now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. it would be incredible to see it now. And they two, you know, kid fight back then was he's aggressive, ruthless stage, and Thompson was pretty much mm-hmm. um, the same, which is perfect for any tag team. Um, really well together, but it's the same with every sort of tag team. They get they get thrown together where they end up. Splitting them up as I found out to my horror, the Rockers. <laughs> Still never ever got over that one. And then it happens to me the Kings of Catch. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was upside, you know, yesterday was the anniversary of it. Yes. <laughs> it hurts them all the time. Yep. Don't yeah. put your pain on other people. <laughs> but the thing about it was um, they won championships all over Europe, just never won it in ICW. <laughs> Which Liam told me in an interview you can find in our back catalogue. First plug of the night. Yes. Uh, but um, the one thing I remember very fondly about this this match was the first time that we ever got the, the cry from Renfrew of card subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I know things have changed since then, but my god, it was so great when no, he he had some very iconic lines and during the NEK run and everything. Things that you, I mean, even when, I'm going to go ahead a bit, but when Bucky Boy split up and Stephen Cayley turned and he said on that promo and it happened, you wanted answers, well, we've just changed the question. <laughs> <laughs> this came very quickly um, after the. Uh, NEK became a team again after the two of them had a very, very brutal feud which ended in them Renfrew turning on Dallas to the garage. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most, it's on, I think probably still on ICW YouTube somewhere, even though it's probably on ICW On Demand. Mm-hmm. It was a savage, savage feud between the two of them that just ended in the two of them becoming a team again. How'd you do? The NEK, I mean, we'll, probably, we'll talk about the kind of NEK as a, as a full, but Alan, what's your thoughts on anything that you've seen on BT Gun and Chris Renfrew as a team? Oh, they were brilliant. Mm-hmm. I've had a look back at summer stuff and great chemistry between them. Um, the fact that Chris Renfrew is pretty much a lunatic, so you never really knew what was coming. And then BT Gun's a wee bit like that sort of assassin, McClonical, 
Um, from a rest perspective, they're brilliant in that aspect because as a team they've got everything there you need. I mm. uh, really liked them. Um, I get really excited when they sort of reformed earlier this year, starting last year. Last year yeah. I thought, oh here, oh, here we go, I'm going to finally get to see this now in the flesh. And so we know it never really happened, but uh, one of the best teams ICW's ever produced, hands down. They're very well. Later on the show, we'll, go, we'll get some feedback from, uh, from some of our listeners on the favourite team teams, tag teams, but the NAK is one that really does come up. And they kind of, it was at this point, it was just mainly the two of them, but then they eventually expanded into the force, the foursome that they became. Yeah. Well, my first ICW show was twenty fifteen. Mm. I was a late comer to it, and I was twenty fourteen myself. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. You always have to unzip and show you're longer anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Not longer than you. I know. Anyway. <laughs> you just have your cable for cash. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, you were saying. Yeah, yeah I was saying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, yeah, so it's the square goal and even that one, that was very much that was my full exposure to NAK country. And it was Chris Renfrew taking on Drew McIntyre. He was cashing at the square goal, and then the square goal itself, right at the end. Bear in mind, I already seen that cage match with uh, BT Gun and Wolfgang, which was just awesome. And right at the end, it was Dicky Divers. Poor Dicky that was being told to get throw himself over the rope, and he didn't. And he instead threw Chris Renfro, and I was like, yes! That was another example of God subjective change! Poor <laughs> <laughs> <For> Bobby Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was it. That screw goes a great card. The other match on it was Joe Coffey and Jack Gallagher. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that 30 minute Iron Man match. Yep, that was really good. Which was phenomenal. Um, but after this, we kind of got, which still to this day is my favourite ICW feud, when it was NAK, Bucky Boys, and in my opinion, the greatest tag team the company's ever had on a regular basis, the Samaria Death Squad. Yes. <laughs> of Michael Dante, whatever he is. No, he's not dead. But whatever he is, we lost him somewhere after Newcastle. (laughs) (laughs) And Tommy End, better known to many of us now as Alistair Black. (laughs) Um, I'm going to start with the Sumerian Death Squad on this end. Derek, you sounded quite excited when I said Sumerian Death Squad. Uh, What's your memories of these guys as a team? They are one of my favourite tag teams ever. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms, I would pretty much say Heart Foundation, Rockers, and Sumerian Death Squad Mm -hmm. are up there. These guys were. Brutal, they were fast, they were exciting. Um, having the sort of bigger guy in Dante, and then I um, Tommy, who was doing all these kicks and stuff like that that he does, he still does now. Um, they were fantastic, and obviously part of Legion as well at one point. One of my, my favourite ice. I've got two my two favourite ICW moments of all time: Grado winning the world title, and Mikey Whiplash coming out of the body bag of that field moving yep. with the with the two. It's, <laughs> Absolutely amazing. That was the Barris, wasn't it? That was the Barris. Oh, yeah. That was the same night that Paul London got lost in the crowd, <laughs> <laughs> which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk about later on. Um, Sarah, what's your thoughts on these guys? I mean, the Sumerian Death Squad absolutely terrified me. I was like, I'm the not. promos I'm, are chilling. Exactly. I'm not gonna lie. They proper terrified me to the point that I was like proper proper shit at the time when they came out. Like, I'm not gonna lie at all. Mm-hmm. But. The matches like they put on, it was it was just like magic. It's like one of the best ways to describe it is the fact that it was just basically magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dante, do you love Dante? Miss him. 
don't know where it happened. Like, it just sort of went away, didn't he? Back, it was just sort of lost yeah, in Newcastle. Was, was he went through a table at Newcastle, nothing about it. Friend of the show, Tom Brock, was tweeting about Nancy. He was, I, yeah. I seen he's still See, wrestling. Once wants, wants him to team up with some other Dutch wrestlers who I have no oh, idea. Oh, so they found him? Okay. He's in Brock. He went home. He went home. He went home, okay, well, at least we know he's okay. Yeah. It was the first real time, Alan, that we got to see the now Alistair Black as he is. Mm-hmm. And the two of them actually had a great connection with the ICW crowd. They did. Mm-hmm. Arthur Black's one of these really intriguing, charming guys that doesn't have to speak, no. but yet he has the whole crowd in the Hapami fan. And it's almost like, it's, it's kind of weird to say, but he's almost like snake like when he moves. So, and you can tell the story of what he's thinking and what he's planning just by his movement. And it, and it, it, could, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a, a physical what, major action, like a, a kick to the head or something. It could be him just like running across the thing and like sliding on his knees or whatever. It's just, the guy just mesmerising. Even just sits it down cross of his legs, tells him uh, what. He's <laughs> just, oh. He was the mouthpiece, I think, of that tag team until they brought in Whiplash and mm-hmm. Legion, and then yeah. Whiplash became more of the voice of them and that type of stuff. But they just, they didn't appear as often as some of the other teams, but they were still a regular in the company and it showed when they, how much they held up the division with, we talked about the NAK, but the other team who we've mentioned quite a lot over the show but we've not really talked in any detail of is the Bucky Boys. Hey. Uh, the team of Davey Blaze, Davey Boy as he was known then, and Stevie Boy Xavier, who has went on to achieve some fantastic things in the company, I think <laughs> it's fair to say. Um, I'll go you said on this one again. When you look at these two, as I said, Stevie Boy's achieved some great things. Uh, would you have said that when he was in the Buckies? Would you have said he was the one who was going to make it? I mean, when they first came to light, you wouldn't have probably said that. They would, the talent was there, but I think people sort of saw Davey as that big breakout star from that tag team. Now, I know, like, think, like in the famous words of Chris Renfrew, like, cards always subject to change. Now, <laughs> Davey ended up getting the injury and that's what gave Stevie that initial push that like he was able to shine mm-hmm. um, but I don't know how it could have went if maybe that didn't happen with Davey because we all we all know that he was supposed to be that breakout star and then things just didn't work out that way and Stevie took the opportunity and, and ran away with it. They were a, they were a perfect example of uh, quickness and power. Yes. I think it's fair to say what we see with a lot a lot of tag teams is that kind of combination of the one with the big guy mm-hmm. and the smaller guy. But Alan, the one guy, one helpful thing to help get them over, what some teams have is a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And they had it, and a man who we still see regularly in ICW, <laughs> we still love greatly. <laughs> yes, of course, the wee man was the mouthpiece of uh, the Bucky Boys back at this point, with a slightly different way of going about it than he is now. Yeah. I mean, what I loved about the Bucky Boys was, this is before I started going to ICW, but you go to SW and BCW, everyone was begging for the Bucky Boys and they never appeared. And you actually hear people getting really angry they weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is when I had to start looking at YouTube and going, who are these Bucky Boys? You know, because I'm like, okay, where are they? And they're brilliant, just absolutely superb. And I told you that you see it, I could see David Blaze going to be the next mm-hmm. big guy and it never quite happened for him sadly but luckily it wasn't a waste because look at Stevie boy mm-hmm. you know and then I, I, the Baromania last year I was only like my third ICW event and to see what he did you know, cashing in 
you know, like killing himself and Mikey Whiplash and BT Gun at the same time. You know, epic, incredible guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Buckies were one of my favourite parts. Derek, a very early ICW shows. Yep. They just had such energy. That's such a hook with the crowd. Yep. They appealed to a lot of a lot of the crowd as well with their sort of neddy gear. Everybody was a ned back in the day. Mm-hmm. Most people so you had the wee back. Like, these, guys are, these guys are good guys. You wear a pair of trackies? I haven't owned a pair of trackies since I was ten. There you go. You were a ned when you were ten. Hang up a mind of those up the shorts. They appealed they, they appealed to everybody they were Having, like, like you mentioned, having the wee man there just gave him that wee extra factor as well. Um, just. Lambrini as well. Lambrini, I was in my head, I was like, who was the valet? Lambrini. <laughs> and like you said, they were, a, they were a perfect partnership as well with the force of Davy and the, uh, the, force of Davy and the speed of Stevie as well. They were, they were a great combination mm. together. Mm-hmm. Um, Real tandems and stuff. And mm-hmm. Like Stevie doing standard shit, star presses and stuff like that. Still does like that. Uh, some, even some of the things like you'd hear them, you'd, you'd hear um, Stevie saying to David, "Davy, hold that dick up," and you see them holding something up, and then they jump off the top. You know, it was just even just part of their characters. It was great and it was fun. Yeah, and then even occasionally, like when Davy was injured, they got the Kaylee Ray was thrown in there as they. It did not look out of place at any point. My first ICW yeah. show was the one was the first Shugs. And she took the place of Davy in that tag match against the NAK, and I was like, the bumps she's taking! Hello. My god, she's still taking bumps. Mm-hmm. Worse, I think, to this day. Well, like the first, when I said I went to Dave's Not Here, man, she was in the last man standing match against mm-hmm. Carmel for the Fair Females title. And even the bumps that she was taking back then, and that was like, the sort of start mm-hmm. of the tag team division, mm-hmm. and then carrying on, she's still taking them. You're like, how are you still alive? <laughs> the thing is that that kind of feud, Talked about any case, many Death Squad, Bucky Boys. That was the a mainstay in ICW from late 20, 2013, early 2014. That helped put tag team wrestling in ICW at main event level. It was up there with some of the best. I mean, the kind of climax of the whole kind of feuds between the three of them kind of came at ICW still smoking, which was at the O2 ABC. Great event, lots of I love an ICW show on O2 ABC. I think this is one of the first ones they did. The first one was probably just before that with. Uh, Fear Loving the year before, but a three-way ladder match between these three teams. The NAK was obviously BT Gunner and our good friend that we've talked about many times with our Dickie Divers. <laughs> uh, he took the place of Chris Renfrew, but you can just show how good this match was by looking at the card, and this is the thing that stole the show. We had Joe Coffey versus Brian Kendrick. We had Fergal Devitt, now Finn Balor, taking on Mark Coffey. Paul London versus Kid Fight. We had Joe Hendry versus Demo. The main event was Jester, Renfrew, Sabu and Wolfgang. We had Michelle McManus sing Gradle to the Ring <laughs> <laughs> as he took on Mikey Whiplash. But this was the match that stole the show and this was the night that the Samarian Death Squad got the titles for the, I believe, the only time they had a reign as a champion. Yeah, yeah. And ICW, what's the thoughts just talking about that there? What a show that. That's a great show. Sounds amazing. That's a wet dream. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I'm so annoyed I wasn't around ICW that time. I was wondering, Jesus! That was back when they had the show on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You could watch, on the, yeah. they split it up a wee bit and you kind of got bits of this show and it was just like, this was Fergal Devitt, or Finn Balor was a surprise appearance at that point in time. He beat, he beat Mark Coffey for the Zero G title. Yep. You know, and, but it's still blown away. That match still gets talked about, this three-way ladder match to this day, mm-hmm. for helping to put the 
division on the map. Mm-hmm. It's just anybody else getting more votes for this match? Yes. And these reboots or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just make it happen. It's just I you get, somehow get Tommy Wayne back over for now. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he would definitely be up for it, but whether he'd be allowed to, that's a different thing. No, he's too busy, like, scaring Xavier Woods around the locker room. It's <laughs> 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 some of the best skits I've seen on social media in a way. <laughs> and obviously he's taking on the Cesaro this coming Sunday, which should be He's really rubbish at op- answering doors, though, to, uh, <laughs> Oh, I finally answered the door. He finally answered it. I know, but... I mean, if that was a delivery or something, it'll be left at the neighbours by now. Oh, so. okay, they're on the roof. So I've left it in a safe spot. Has Justin done a must We left it. We <laughs> left it in a safe place. Yeah, we put it in your bin. <laughs> Would you take this again five years later? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Would you YouTube that tonight? I mean, you look at it. I mean, three of the six guys are still regulars. Mm-hmm. ICW. Yep. The only ones you're missing is obviously Samaria and Discord. I mean, you could replace them with. Kings of Catch. Kings of Catch. They're not the same type of team. Could you imagine Aspen and Lewis like, kidnapping guys backstage? Pod? I mean... Did you see what they did to Kieran Kelly at Filth Life? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was not up. to the same extent as what they killed Jason. Kieran the Kelly. Kinky party. They could tie him up and then just pour tennis over them and then dance about it. This podcast will not resume until we've all finished our drinks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about them a bit more later on. Um, any more thoughts on this era of ICW before we take a short break? I know that we've got a really good tag team division now, but this was like, like the creme de la creme tag mm-hmm. team division for us in Scotland um, in ICW's history. Um, and it was just, you're sort of feeling privileged that you were able there to see some of these tag teams together, um, wrestling together, and it was, it was brilliant. It's a little as we said, but Tommy Enders now, you know, yep. he's got this, he's going to get a massive push. I heard there's rumours of Paul Heyman's really high on him as a mm-hmm. as a competitor, you know, so just shows where he could go, the, the sky's the limit for him, you know, and uh, we'll hopefully see Stevie back as well in the not so distant future, obviously, yep. in the singles division, but even the, for one moment, you would just love to see that ladder match again. And you can see this all in him. ICW on demand, yep. or even probably some of it is still on YouTube somewhere. I don't know what they did with all that YouTube stuff. Probably yeah, there's still some ICW World stuff up, but you can find some. And there's still some ICW Italia stuff up. Yeah, so old, old school. Brush up on your Italian if you like. But that has that, that has been the first half, and that was kind of that period. There's what I class as the golden period of tag team wrestling, which. If you're not really familiar with that point in ICW, you'll be shocked because there's so much great stuff we've still got to talk about in the second half of the show. We've got the point where it became polo country, we're going to talk about that. We've got the kind of current landscape where the current teams we're kind of seeing and what we think is going to happen in the future. But before that, we're going to take a short break and here's the moment where the ICW fans had their rockers moment. Yes, it was the night that the Bucky Boys split up and Stevie and Kayleigh joined the NAK. We'll see you in a bit. No! We are the kings of catch. You're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retween. Do as I say. What a lovely day! As David took down Wolfgang, the wee man landed straight on the head of Wolfgang. He certainly did. Just dropped straight into the skull. That's striking. That could be that could be a concussion. That striking spear out of nowhere has brought the Conan of Ketamine straight back into this contest. The Reddit of Rahapnal. Who the hell's this? 
There's someone at ringside oh, just take. Oh, 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 Stevie Boy went for the tag. Stevie went for the tag. Come on, Hutt. Did he get tripped? Yeah, he got tripped by this hoodie figure, whoever the hell this is. Who is that? Who that ninja? Wow! He just hit a hurricane. What? Kelly Ray! With a hurricane on Stevie Boy. Oh, no! A low blow right to the gut. Stevie's keep running in. That's his girlfriend, Sean. Are you sure? Oh, look at this! Not only in the wrestling world, they're shattering real life as well, Sean. Look at the smile on Wolfgang's face. What? Stevie Boy, what on earth are you doing? No! Stevie Boy's trying to edge click! Stevie Boy has tried the new edge click! Wolfgang going for the cover! I forgot this was even a contest! We have seen the end! We have seen the end! We have seen the end! We have seen the end of the Bucky Boys here we tonight! We want the and we just change the questions! And Maybe This is New Age Click Country, Sean. We have seen the end of the most decorated, long-term, beloved faction in ICW, the Bucky Boys. Wait a minute, bringing in a table. And we have seen the foundation built of a new empire of agony. NAK Country, population five. Hi, this is Jack Morris. This is Dickie Divers. And you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson and I'm joined by Alan, Derek, Sarah and Kwaku and we are talking about ICW's tag team division. You have just heard the moment that we had the ICW rocker-esque moment where the Bucky Boys split up and NAK 2.0 were formed officially. What a stable that was by <laughs> Red BT, Wolfie, Kayleigh Ray and Stevie Boy. It's an all-star team, really. Yeah, it's, a, it's the night that they changed the questions. <laughs> well, he, he did come up with some great lines. You don't have any friends, and Andrew comes in that. <laughs> anyway, so, so far we've talked about the early days of tag team wrestling in the company. We talked about the, t- the tournament in 2012 to crown the first tag champion. And we talked about that boom period with the NAK, the Bucky Boys and the Samanian Death Squad. We're now going to talk about the point where one team took over and ICW became Polo Country. <laughs> it was in 2014 where the team of Jackie Polo and Mark Coffey became the ICW Tag Team Champions for the first time where they defeated the team of Paul London and Brian Kendrick. Yes, the Paul London and the Brian Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Yes, literally called the Brian Kendrick. <laughs> the hooligans. The hooligans they were known as. Um, Sarah, were you shocked when they won the titles? No, <laughs> not at all. I was raging. I hate oh. the Poles back then. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> what no, do you I, mean I, I, I respect the Polos. <laughs> No, I, I wouldn't say that I was shocked because, like, you'd seen Mark and Jackie coming their own way, and, like, when that match came about, it's kind of like you were kind of hoping for it. 
uh, and see the moment that it did happen. Atmosphere. Yes. All for it. Mm-hmm. No, it was a, it was a, it was very very good. Uh, I remember this as I briefly touched about in the first half when um, the hooligans made their entrance to the ring and Paul and the say, "I'm going to go through the crowd." And got lost. <laughs> <laughs> I was in said crowd and got a high five from him. Mm. You can see it on ICW on that. I won't lose I didn't trust me. Sorry, Paul. <laughs> but no, I think um, Derek, before this, we were kind of polos were kind of. Um, they were more of a singles t- uh, guy. Uh, Jackie was kind of the manager to Mark, and this was the point that they officially became an actual unit. Yep. And Polo Promotions were really formed as a team. Yeah, and to be fair to them, they are a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. Um, even they came back as little as last week um, as well, so it was it's great to see them. It was great to see them back. Um, respect them immensely. Um, fantastic wrestlers, and they sort of shaped the tag team division um, going ahead for the next... What, three years after that? Yeah, it was about right about the next three years, Alan. Um, quick question for you, were you Polos or GTF? Polos. Oh. GTF. Yeah, Polos. No point asking you. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Before you go further, I do have a revelation. What's that? Dun, dun. You're originally GTF. Fine then, just ruin it. Why would you steal this moment? Because that's what I do. That's <laughs> what I do! <laughs> Well, Laura, on your wedding day, anyway. Uh, so, uh, yes, I used to say GTF, and it's because I was a Bible sheep that I thought I was a cool lad, and I just wanted to annoy Stacey. But, as we all do. As we all love to do. And a few hits later, and actually realising how good of a team they are, and how good of characters they are, and something that I believed in, I quickly changed my allegiance. See, the thing is, I think none of us can deny that the Polos are a great tag team. They were the old yep. school type idea. They're kind of like what's the, the brain busters and kind of like the revival today. They're just great technical wrestlers. Mm-hmm. My main concern at this particular time is we talked before the break of we had a wealth of talent. We had the Sumerian Death Squad, the Buckies and the NAK all at one time. Apart from the 55 at this early stage, who did the Polos have? Silence says many things. <laughs> the vision wasn't exactly very stacked at this point in time. I've got some teams who were kind of tag team running at this point. There was a team called the Big Hangovers, which was had Jordan Devlin in it. Uh, there was the Geezers. The Geezers, yeah. I love the Geezers. And there was a Toll family, which was looking sharp and, once again, Dickie Dyers. <laughs> You were, right you, was, you were right when you said it was a diver, just pick it up. Pick it up, new partners. Pick it up, tag teams. But um, the 55 are another team. Um, uh, Alan, we talked about uh, Kid Fayel on the show. And this was his uh, time he became a tag team champion when he, took, when he teamed with Sha Samuels, mm. another tag team specialist. Uh, what was your thoughts on the 55? I never really got to see him wrestle, but just going to who's in it, I wouldn't be surprised they're pretty good. Shah and Kiffy, you're not really going against the wrong. Two sound wrestlers. I mean, Shah's now probably that almost main event status now. Oh, yeah. Kids not really going to go out there, but you know, I'd imagine they'll be pretty unique. Uh, but also, as well, get the typical what you need: big man, small man, and the tag team. The powerhouse, the fast man, the, pretty much the whole combination. You know, Kid Fight is the only person to have wrestled on every fear and loving. 
so far. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he did bench it on the run to fear loading last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But something I will say about 55 that I loved, because it actually f- kept the seeds were being planted at the square goal 2015. That's when the 55 officially formed one to them. No, that's, that's when the seeds were planted, when they kind of teamed up and ganged up and started throwing people out together. And then it was a fact that they formed a Dundee, <laughs> which is yes, City. <laughs> James R. Kennedy cuts a promo and says, We are the majority, we are the 55. That's amazing. Yeah, they brought, they brought in the ultimate, bad, the ultimate heel bad guy to leave that stable of Bram. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they had the they had the full package. I mean, they had okay. So they had James Arcadia, is like the kind of hype man, the manager. Sha Samuels, Kid Faye, Magnus was in them as well. He was in a brief for the Martin Kirby yeah. at one point as well. Martin Kirby and Tim Wiley. Tim Wiley, Tango, Tim Wiley, yeah. Um, and who else was in it? Um, uh, what you could Bram mm-hmm. of the Cracking Stable. Mm? Cracking. Oh, aye. Mm-hmm. He had them all. And they went on just to become like a tag team, which we saw uh, Sha and um, Fight do. But um, that was the one problem. I think it was mainly the fact that it was just the two teams. They kind of feuded quite a lot over that particular time. But I did, uh, the Polos didn't manage to hold the title for a year. <coughs> for a year at that particular point, lost it on a Fight Club. On a Fight Club team. Mm. Which was quite surprising considering the big shows that were round about at that time. But the Polos would win the titles back at that, the Baromania of 2016. <laughs> Oh, was it 2016? 2016, yeah. 2016, yeah. And then we go away. And That's we got... Can we just like appreciate how great a match that was though? It was a fantastic match. But then we got another tag team tournament with some other great names in it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so excited for this tournament. Oh, yes. We had... <laughs> a cultural moment now. Uh, we had the 55, the Sumerian Death Squad, Mustache Mountain, you know, must have remember regulars actually at this point as a tag team, which surprised me because I did not ever remember seeing Tyler Bate in ICW. Uh, we had Local Fire, which was Davey Blaze and Joe Hendry. Mm-hmm. We had the rich kids of Instagram. <laughs> Do you know the thing I remember about them was when Simon finally plucked up the courage and absolutely berated <laughs> them on the microphone? That's, oh, for those of you who don't know, that's the team of Austin. Austin Osiris. Osiris. Osiris and Kyle Chaos, their third member was a man we know quite well now. Aaron Echo. Aaron Echo. Aaron Echo. Before he changed his gimmick to yes. a man who loves beer. Um, Uncle Red. They were Red Lightman's nephews. It's <laughs> 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 the fact that they were actually called Uncle Red. Like, <laughs> like that's the family name. <laughs> the other, other teams in the tournament were the Filthy Generation, which was Kaylee and Stevie. So, kind of like what the Bucky Boys were. We had the Marauders, who we'll talk about a wee bit in more detail a wee bit later on, and the Uration, which was the team of Alexandra Hendry, Alexander Hendry and Jason Prime, better known as Primate. Guys, another stellar tournament, I think it's fair to say. Yep. <laughs> you can tell I love tournament wrestling. Yes. <laughs> we have a show coming up in a couple of months on tournament wrestling. <laughs> You're so excited. I'm so excited. It's G1 season. Tournaments. Okay. Yeah. Bring back the king of the ring. <laughs> Alan, if I gave you that name, that list of names now, who would win it? New right. We know you love the Instagram kids. <laughs> oh, I, I, um, I think Stevie. Stevie, boy. I ain't filthy. 
Smirin tees vuotu. Ah, still would have said the poor looks. And the tour one, don't care. <laughs> See something you did, uh, which I will come back to. Now, you were saying that about the time that they were fighting, the ones that has many recognizable names. However, they were the ones that were trusted with, like, well, okay, we know how that went. The Dudley Boys and War Machine. Don't forget that. I love the War Machine match. That is such a great tag team. That's the first time I saw War Machine. Viking experience. Whatever the name is. It's a Wednesday, so it's Viking Raiders. Sure. Uh, but uh, the finals of this tournament uh, saw local fire when uh, we we sad guys that Joe Hendry and Davy Blaze didn't become a long term thing, or were we happy at the fact that they got to feud? They were just a short term measure. Um, bit of both, mm. I would say. Um, it's always good when. Always, personally, in my opinion, like, like I said before, it's always good when tag teams get together and then split up. It's a good angle. They have a good good fight and it can go on for a while. Um, however, they were good together. I mean, I think they, they held it for about a month, I think. A couple I mean, of months. They won, it, they won it as Shugs and then Polos came back Yeah. with their new gimmick sort of change. Yeah. Um, the cigar lighting. Yeah, that, that one. The Remember they took over the ICW Facebook page as well? I, I could not, because like, local fire would do a Q&A, mm-hmm. and then yeah. they just crashed it. <laughs> God, this, that, feels, that feels like so long ago. I mean, lo- local fire, the, the, the two guys, Davey and Joe, good, great, fantastic wrestlers um, in, in their own rights as well. Um, but I think it was, it was good to see them win it, something different like they'd done in the first tournament that they had. Um, however, I think it was sort of right that they had a proper tag team win it mm-hmm. after that fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, local fire, one of the great aspects that came with it was everything else that came with it as well. So, Total Davy on ICW on demand <laughs> was probably. <laughs> It's some of the best TV ever. <laughs> Joe Hendry is trying to coach Davey into, into dating. And he takes poor Jack Louise out to um, fight in an the establishment. And he, Joe tells him about a permission slip. He needs to get Jesus. <laughs> you would have thought that after his experience on Take Me Out, that David had some more experience. <laughs> Don't forget the music videos. I know, David was a great addition to Joe's music videos when it came to that. Roll the footage! (laughs) (laughs) As we said, it didn't last long. They lost the titles back to the Polos. The Polos had that feud with the Dudley Boys, as Quacky mentioned, but then the Polos would lose it to the Marauders. Uh, The team of Mike Bird and Wild Boar, NXT UK's Wild Boar Mike Hitchman. Uh, Alan, what what was your thoughts on the, the Marauders as a team? Good team, solid team. Mm. Uh, not probably not the most technical wrestlers, but Mike Bird is a quite a good technical. I mean, wrestler. probably compared to a lot of the other guys you mentioned, maybe not for me not the same level. Mike Bird's very underrated as well. Yeah, I think so. Mm. But they are still a very good team. Um, I enjoy watching them. Uh, I thought it was quite a, a solid initial start. Well, see, that's the thing because normally they didn't tag in any other promotion apart from ICW. Yeah. And their group chemistry was just phenomenal. And like, although like I was a, I'm a big polo guy. Like I always, I hated them because of they were the big rivals, but I always respected the work they put in. Um, my one, my one downside to this is I kind of talked about the fifty-five one is the feud went on for far too long. Yeah. 
I think it's fair to say. I mean, how long did they drag this feud out? They started. At the, was it the square goal started? It was. Uh, no, was it? Was it the square goal? Aye, they were in it Newcastle. Was um, they bought War Machine at Barrow. Yeah. Aye, they were in Newcastle, um, and then that pretty much went for like the whole, the whole of that year. Because I remember, like, even though my first my first show was Dave's Not Here, man, I actually didn't properly start committing to ICW until. Transporting two when they went to the liquid rooms in Edinburgh. So this is like the show, the go home show before Shugs. Well, you got ordained. When I got ordained, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the whole. If we win, we can get another shot at the tag team titles because they'd had like it was just basically these two teams going at it for pretty much the majority of the year. It, 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 it was those two teams. It, yeah, and then two great, two great teams. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but. It gets state at the top. WWE they've get criticised recently for having rematch after rematch. Yep. And they did ICW done it for what was that about a year between the two? Well, the feud ended at the Hydro that year. Yeah. So it uh, started in January, February. Aye. So no, most of most of the calendar year, these two guys were fighting each other. It was like they were coming out and spoiling each other's matches. I think there was one of the um, ICWs that me, you, and Gary went to. Um, the Marauders were fighting, I think Polos came out and spoiled their match, and then Polos were fighting, the Marauders came out and spoiled their match. You know, it was just sort of things like that, and everybody's like, just, you know, it's time it's, it's time for something to change here, and something to change quick. Yeah, uh, I mean, the one thing I kind of thought of is, not long after this feud finished, we had the kind of, the first sudden change of POD, mm. winning the tag team titles. I mean, could we not have had something like that chucked in, in the middle of this feud? I mean, that shot factor was great the first time they did it. Yeah, when, when the POD won it, first of all, it was, um, it was brilliant. Something refreshing, something different. These two guys came in and dominated that match against Poland and they won it very surprisingly, mm-hmm. um, I think, as well. And then they came in. I think the two titles at the POD won't have been quite surprisingly when oh. they won them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, is, which is a good aspect. It's that you, you don't want, the, the thing about wrestling is you don't want to predict it all the yeah. time. You want something different, and this is what um, Ashton and Rampage bought into the bought into the division um, as well. And they were they were good. I just sort of understand why they didn't hold it for as long as they did, but I would have liked to see them hold it for a bit longer. They're solid, they're solid. Still are a solid tag yeah. team. They're absolutely present, you know. The yeah. Actually, Ashton Smith got that, that we've talked before. He's got a different kind of persona. An ICW is yeah. more of a, a, a nasty type of guy. Whereas in NXT UK is the most happiest lad in the world. Yep. <laughs> you know, he just loves being there. So it's completely different, that, that, that type of aspect. But if you had to pick, uh, if you had, would you rather have Polos? A lot of people would deny that Polos are probably one of the greatest tag teams Scott's produced. Yeah. Uh, would you happy they were in this era? Or would you have put them in the previous one? I would love to see them in the previous one. Yeah. Guys. I would love to see them in the previous one, but I'm more than happy that they were in the sort mm-hmm. of middle would you rather were you happy the fact they were there keep the division kind of ticking yeah as opposed to I remember it wasn't just my CW it was in all Scottish wrestling oh yeah, yeah, yeah they, 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 they were the tag team they were and they were main event guys in other shows mm-hmm. uh, still team together outside ICW yeah, yeah and you know for a lot of people myself included they kept tag team wrestling going oh yeah they were they had a fantastic team what would the IC, what would that tag team <clears throat> division been like if the Polos weren't in it during that Three year period. So probably wouldn't be one. I think uh, it would have floundered yeah. and disappeared. Probably, you're probably right about it. Kind of, there was kind of, let's say, the light. Samarian Desco were still kicking about, you know, likes of that stuff, but it just was not the same level that Polos were at that bar 
that's why they were trusted to take on the likes of the Dudleys. Yeah. But I think the advantage now, Polo as we talked, they lost the championships to POD at the start of 2018. Uh, POD would then lose it to the Kinky Party. But that's just kind of where we kind of get to the current landscape of tag team wrestling. And I think, uh, Alan, I'll start with you as a tag team expert of this panel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he knows his role. We have, we have, we've got a solid group of tag teams currently wrestling in ICW, I think it's fair to say. Absolutely. I know you guys will probably go say back to 2012, 2014 was better. Obviously, I don't know a lot of tag teams, but I have to go back But for me, this is the crown jewel of tag team wrestling right now. I know a lot of people say they can't get part of your steel. I don't, I think they're brilliant. I love when they come in. Because you know what you're going to get, you're going to get a laugh, you're going to get two good oh, guys. Yeah, reaction. You're going to get two good guys that know how to wrestle mm-hmm. and they know how to entertain. Polo stockies will do it, or if they don't, they'll tag someone else. You know, you're still going to get quality matches. They'll be kings of catch, you know, POD. Kings of catch have set recently a different level bar compared to Polos. Polos were technical, yep. these guys are high flying, they know how to wrestle and as well. Because there's usually a big one and a one or two big guys. They're kind of changing the landscape a wee bit. They've got, a different, they've got a different style, but it works, they're unique. They're kind of yeah. yeah. chemistry kind of in tandem now. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what really sold me on them in the yeah. first place. And everyone knows um, declare yeah. conflict of interest in Kings of Cats because I love them. The thing as well is every tag team ICW has right now works well with any other tag team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the tag team matches are never boring in ICW. They're usually, for me anyway, they're usually the top three in the night. Mm-hmm. Every time you go and see it. My one criticism, I guess, we talk about some of the names we had there. Kings of Catch, we've got the likes of uh, The Pudge, mm-hmm. who have got better, better. Mm-hmm. And I could never tire of a Kings of Catch purge, man. The two big shows last year, the, uh, the second half, Shugs, Fear and Loving, same tag match. The one again, no disrespect to Easton Reese and Brat. Great unit of a tag team, yeah. powerful, intimidating, what you want from a new tag team. One time's fine, replicate it, mm. doesn't work the same. Yeah. But they are, a fantastic, they are a fantastic team as well. I'm going to be the weird guy and say, no, I actually like that. I thought, I, I kind of like that. I wanted a third match, I wanted the one more. I really? I, 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 I didn't find the matches boring at all. I loved them. I, I liked them. Brown, but then, that's what makes wrestling quite interesting because you can have debates about it. You know what I mean? I, I really enjoyed them. From a storyline perspective, I wasn't sure, but it was a good match. Yeah. See, for me, because I was, at the time, I was peak, like, like basically losing my voice up. When are the Kings of Cats going to win the title? And, like, that was the. So I was with Steven on that one. However, I did still enjoy it, just mm. to see. My favourite tag match of, la- of 2018 was one that took place at the Glasgow University Union. It was a street fight between the Pudge and the Govan team. A song demand what that fantastic. <coughs> David David does a, a swan tom off the balcony, completely misses, and it looks it looks done it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a great it's, it's a great battle between two teams who are looking to impress. Uh, and I say the pulp true just before that point they were teasing a split. Are now yeah, becoming yeah. more of a perfect package, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Aye, there was there was a point there where they were arguments on the ring, losing matches, fighting and stuff like that, and it just seems to you know, sort of get rid of that angle, and they've been, they've been really, they've been excellent. The um, the the honors tournament, they they done very well in as well, um, as well. But just going back to what you guys were saying on um, the Kings of Catch, particularly Quacko's point as well. We were the number of shows that we done, like the preview shows that we done for um, Square Go, um, Shugs, um, Feed and Loven, All of them we done. 
we wanted the Kings of Cats to win the belt, but we were worried that they wouldn't win it because the, IC, the, the tag team roster in ICW has always been, the champions have always been bigger guys. You know, when you see Polos, they're two big dominating guys, and POD big dominating guys, but it's so refreshing to see these two guys who are different from everything else that ICW has offered recently, you know, doing their stuff and doing what they do best. Consistently putting up good matches. Yep. Consistently, I mean, the, the recent ICW show as a time of recording here was that one with them versus the Nan Nan <laughs> versus the Punch. It's a fantastic match as well, you know. I mean, the, we've talked about a million times, we can't not talk about it right now. Decade Divers. <laughs> <laughs> Has he found a gem in this one? Absolutely. I mean, I've watched Dickie and Jack tag together outside of ICW for at least the past year now, um, mainly over at Reckless Intent when Dickie took Jack under his wing and what a star Jack Morris is. I think Dickie Divers has proper struck gold with this one. Like he's got Dickie Divers with the experience, Jack with like the boy that's got fire to him and it's like he's rearing to go. And the gimmick of all gimmicks. <laughs> We're not the 99. We are the 99. 99. One tag team we can throw in. Steve was doing this Saturday night. My voice is kind of been broken from the early chanting in the show. But um, one tag team we'll throw in here, even though that they're not going to be teaming together for the foreseeable future, is the Fight Network. Mm-hmm. I think it's as great as it looks away to China and he's going to make a name for himself over there. Him and Krieger and ICW were just hitting their straight. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a tag team, I mean, the recent shows they've been doing, they were they were starting to prop, get up their way up there, and I think they're very enjoyable. Not, not just even for a wrestle, just for the pros as well. Yeah. Really, they were they were starting to become the complete package. Krieger was kind of like the straight man to lose. Crazy <laughs> little, <laughs> crazy, yes, crazy, little crazy man. terrier, basically. You know, he was just that guy, like he's my mate, but whoa. That's <laughs> 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 that's. As uh, Scott's interview with them on the show tell me what they can do. It's the two promos that uh Sharp gets stabbed by a pencil off oh, of oh, oh, And the one after that when he's gonna report him to the police. <laughs> <laughs> the one we came here to win matches and pop bombs. <laughs> it's the it's it's the bit at the at the square go and he's Say the fight, like you are. He's like, it's like I'm not in the match. You just see Luke King on the stairs. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> First, Luke King Sharp. Is that not the best name in wrestling? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's so good, yeah, it's so clever. It's very, it's a very, it's, it's, it's very sharp. It's very good. Pun intended. It's a, it's they're just a great tag team. Uh, we have say you touched upon you touched upon, upon King K Party briefly, but. Was their tag reign, how would you rank their tag reign up there? Now, the way to describe it, like, I've, but I have, like, don't get me wrong, I am a fan of Sha and Jester, like, at the start, I was just like, what the hell are they doing? Like, it just looked like, well, it really was, they just like to get drunk together and that's how they bonded. But, it got for, it was like, the biggest, the biggest part when they finally actually did win it, I was pretty sure it was like a year after they had formed, mm-hmm. down in Newcastle, that they had actually won it. And that part was incredible, but I think going through their time as champions, it did sort of get a little bit stale because it was it was the same thing over and over and over and over again, until you started bringing in all these different teams mm-hmm. that could bring a tiny little different flavour to it. I mean, the thing Derek is quite good. I mean, 
recent months they've thrown in teams such as the Kings of the North yep. and the Anti Fun Police. Yep. Do you think if they were to become regular features up here, which we'll talk in the future in a minute, is that helping the division with these yep. guys? Getting getting these great tag teams in is only going to help the, the division mm-hmm. um, in, in my book as well you know you were saying about the, the kinky party as well for a while like Sarah was saying I do agree they were getting they were getting stale because they kept fighting Bram and Reese, who were they were they two are amazing together mm-hmm. absolutely dominant wrestlers um, but it was just getting a bit and there's only so the many times watch the yeah, same match yeah it's, it's, it's like when you watch WWE you're like oh, this is the same match again it's like so and much. Andre, you know, versus Dream Steve. Like many times, can you see that? Even though there is, it was good matches, but you get fed up after seeing. Until recently, there's only so much you could see of Bobby Lashley and Ron Strowman. Yeah, well, they have made that interesting in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. That. So it was it's sort of the same situation where there are four great wrestlers, but it was getting a bit dead stale. I do like the Kinky Party. I think they're great. They do bring a fun aspect to the to the um, the division. But like you were saying, having these guys who we haven't really seen a lot of. Um, they've only sort of came into it recently like Anti-Fun Police um, as well I think it's only only good for the division yeah uh, well I think it was quite fitting that we could be a few weeks from seeing potentially the split of the kinky party based on the Shugs stipulation but we got the kind of clash of generations between them and Poles yeah mm-hmm. in a fantastic match but say that's kind of we've got the kind of the current landscape of it is we've got the, the match at Shugs for the titles is going to be the 9-9 I said mm-hmm. that normally well done. Well done. Uh, like a German. Both we'll start for Steven. And a, and a TLC against uh, the Kings of Catch. We've got the Pubs versus the Kings of the North. We've got that match I said there with the Anti-Fun Police. And the Kinky Party. And the Kinky Party. We've also got uh, Easton and Kenny versus More Than Hype mm-hmm. as well. Kings of the North actually against... No, sh- no POD against the Pubs, sorry. And the Kings mm-hmm. of the North against Kieran Kelly and Aaron Echo. The big question now is we've got potentially... Like say, we've got the Kinkies maybe splitting up. We've got, we've just said, the Fight Network will be teaming for the foreseeable future. We've got great teams in the division, but there is more to it. What does the future hold? Uh, Quacko, I'm going to go on you in this one because there's a team Kale regularly talk about. <laughs> there we go. Uh, how could you see these guys fitting in? Immensely, because there's something, there are. Kale is just something so different. They, they have the tandem, they have the high, they can do the high flying and stuff. It's just that they don't do it as much now because of the, the way their character is. But at the same time, they just have a swag about them that is just phenomenal. And they, they're great characters. They can hype up a match. They're just amazing. Like, for real, I know I've got a conflict of interest, but if you've not seen KOE when they face the part or at a source show or whatever, get it done. Because honestly, they're amazing. Now, you, Alan, if you had, you're maybe not compared to some of the other panels on the show, not as familiar with the outside Scottish scene from the UK. But if you had to pick one team from anywhere to come into ICW regular in the future, who would you pick? So I keep th- there's two people I keep thinking of, but they're in ICW, not out with. So I like to see Tom throwing them together. I just think it'd be quite interesting. Kieran Kelly and Leighton Buzzard. Yes. Like against that. Kings of Catch, I think would steal any show because you're talking they didn't mention they're two smaller guys kinds of catch well let's have them as the big guys I think they they four boys would rip the place apart Kieran Kelly is a good tag he's a he's a Craig Anthony and all he's winning the winning tag titles in pretty much SWA and PBW as IGN you know they're a good tag team he's currently with Alan Echo 
getting great chemistry as we saw in the, the Honours tournament with uh, Andy Wilde. Also started the resections where they actually worked together and they looked as though they knew what they had to do, they had great harmony. I, 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 since then I've not really meant it but I think the boys would be bronze attack team. Them against Kings of Catch with Titans would be an epic, epic encounter. Derek, who would you pick if you had to pick somebody to become a more regular feature in the division? Eh, uh, the Rockers. <laughs> <laughs> well, as they say, all you have to do is add the word you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would I would like to see um, POD feature more regularly um, in the division. Um, I think, obviously, they've come in been there for a while and then he went away again obviously they've got their own individual stuff um, at the moment as well but I would like to see them definitely feature more in the division they kind of come they have spells where they come and go yes that type of thing they work uh, We Man is the mouthpiece for them yep. again works very well he's kind of the, the wee kind of yep. heel manager the Bobby Heaton type heel manager they kind of works well for that power duo they kind of help they protect them type idea it's no, I think a POD would be a great shout. I mean, I don't really know uh, what the future, how much we'll see. We've not seen much of Ashton as recently in NXT UK. So, but no, they're a, they're a fantastic team, and maybe yeah. they can, maybe they can become a three-time ICW tag team champion. Yeah. Never know. Uh, Sarah, who would you like to throw out there as a tag team? I mean, Kaomi's already been uh, mentioned. Like, I love Kai Williams King and King Killer. I mean, mm. if you want to add Sean Walker into the mix, Absolutely. I'm not going to say no. Absolutely. But man, Kaomi already had like a great debut. At oh, ICW, yeah. mm-hmm. but um, another team that I do want to personally see more than hype come back again. Like I've watched them in OTT, and I've watched them. They recently made their progress debut as well, and they're they're going to become directless. They're going to come into source. Like they're they're slowly making their way into the well, making their way across the Irish Sea, essentially mm-hmm. coming to coming to here. Um, but I just thought like how pure they were and how fun they were was a breath of fresh air because. You don't get a lot of teams that are as pure, I would say, as very, them. Very happy lads. Exactly. And they were just so happy to be there. Very, very happy lads. S- uh, the, the Some are pure day, brilliant. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, there's a, a name I would throw out there. I've seen them wrestle down south quite a lot in various promotions. They're winning titles everywhere. And they've not had a shot in ICW. I want to see Aussie Open from uh, Progress in Rev Pro. The team of Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Uh, if you've never seen these two boys tag team, you've got to watch these two guys go. It's there. Kyle Fletcher's he was a high flyer, but he's kind of put on a bit of muscle weight. Uh, Davis is a powerful big boy, and the stuff they the two can do in the ring, oh, it's unreal. Just, they've got, they put on a great match recently against uh, was it uh, Minaro Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. at Rev Pro. Just the names and on top of they're just they're a hard one to explain if you've never really watched progress, but they are very, very good and very capable as singles competitors as they've shown as well. So that's probably the team I would pick, but more of a left field choice. Uh, but that's kind of the future. But then we're going to talk briefly before we finish up again about all the teams we've talked about. I'm going to put each and every single one of you on the spot. If you had to pick your all-time tag team in the ICW, who would you pick? I know you all want to say the rich kids of Instagram. But <laughs> Damn you, Steve! <laughs> no, they, they were actually quite fun as a team. I'm not going to scope. Alan, who's your top? All promotions every day of the week. What's your reason? There's a complete package. Mm-hmm. Technically, they've got a persona, you know, the characters, they're just 
of matches were entertaining. I can't even remember actually a poor polo match, to be honest. Um it helped the thing. I just they're just for me in Scott like a lot of people talk about like the Dud has been the guys in tag team wrestling in the States and all the world, but for Scotland, polos for me. Eric, who's your pick? Uh Samarian Death Squad. Good man. Um brilliant uh, tag team. Loved them when they were together. I would love to see them come back to ICW. Love. I just love to see Danny, make sure he's alright. Use two rings, Danny, if you're. We know you're alright. <laughs> see, see, see the thing is, see when Alistair Black was paired with Ricochet, and a lot of people were kind of talking, why, why have they paired them together? Did they not know that this man is a tag team specialist? Yes. <laughs> you know, Ricochet is a former uh, woman IWGP junior heavyweight, a junior tag team champion. He's got some sort of tag team. I think that's the right word. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, uh, but they're tag team specialists, you know. So they were just brilliant together, and um, when they when they developed into Legion, they just took it that step further, I think, and they were brilliant. Absolutely, yeah. Sarah, who's your choice? They absolutely got the polo promotions for me. Like I, GTF, man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you think. This is my choice. <laughs> no, like I do agree with Alan that we're like the whole package. I mean, when you look at Jackie and Mark. It does help that they grew up being best friends. Like that really did help, I think, because you've got that initial chemistry, and it's also like they know what each other's thinking as well. Like, look at all the gifts you've got them as well. You see, that. some of them are absolutely hysterical. They're like three seconds long, but you still picture yourself look at them. Oh, when they're dance on the couch and like, oh, 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 hey, great. Love the polos. And they're a great manager and coach. Yes, they did. <laughs> Love that man. The star Oh, oh the DCT. Polo promotion was stable. Quacky, who's your one? I feel like you've torn between the few. Yeah, but I've got, because I'm, I'm torn between basically two, but because of the accolades and stuff, I've got to go with polos. Was the other one Kings of Catch? How did you know? <gasps> dun, dun, dun! Got a gift. No, Apple so you, is it you said that the accolades for the is it for yeah, it's just the ac- accolades and just the nostalgia and it was the last fight club it was a little bit sad, it was good quite a good feeling seeing those teams at it and having the original music as well. Uh-huh, the original music, the fans were partisan on it. Like although respectful <laughs> well not for the first two chants, but yeah. they were respectful and it was just brilliant and Mm-hmm. That that's to me is peak tag teaming. Well, I've said mine already in the other show. I agree with Derek. Samaritan Death Squad, just phenomenal. The promo work was just great. They had that terrifying factor to it, and the two of them could go. And I I I I, I rate Alistair Black talking about so highly as a competitor. Mm-hmm. Didn't realise how great a singles competitor was until I saw him in that uh, the UK tournament against Neville mm-hmm. and Pack. Fantastic match, and he's, I hope he I hope he's a world champ next year. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. That's my bold prediction for 2020. I'll start black as a world champ. Uh, but that's just our opinions. We had lots of great listener feedback on this one. We had a lot of people coming forward and giving who they thought were their favourite tag teams. Um, just some of the ones that came up on Twitter. We've mentioned a lot of them before. Uh, somebody mentioned the Black Label. Oh, one didn't really get a lot of one. Uh, there was a mention of Iron Jew, <laughs> uh, which was the team of Grado and Coke Cabana, yeah. which we didn't really get to mention much. Coke Cabana, it's yourself! <laughs> <laughs> There's um, 
Mentions of War Machine in there and the U Nation, two teams didn't, uh, didn't fight as regularly. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of picks on Marauders and STI. Which was quite surprising, especially Marauders. How do they not pick Dickie Dye versus the Tag Team Specialists? It was really surprising. The, the Facebook and Twitter, the difference in how they picked was quite surprising. I mean, if you look on the ones from the Twitter, the Twitter, the the nine people picked Polo Promotions, there was four each for the NAK and Kinky Party, three for the Buckies and only two for Kings of Catch and Samarian Death Squad along with the POD. Facebook was a bit more, there was a bit more of a spread on it. Uh, one one pick for the 9-9? Is that you? Was it you? <laughs> no, that was our friend John. John. <laughs> uh, did you pay John? I did not pay John. John, <laughs> John did that. Did, you pay, did you pay him 99 pounds? He's a 99p man. Nah, he's definitely not 99 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> no chance he's even a 99 pound guy. 9 pounds and 9 pence. Steven's got 99 problems and a 9981. <laughs> uh, couple of votes in there for the Marauders, STI, Fight Club, uh, POD, but the big picks on Facebook was five people who picked the Kinky Party. There was six for the NAK, seven each for Sumerian Death Squad and the Buckies, eight for Kings of Catch and the undisputed favourite of the ICW community and the fans community, the listener community, is definitely Polo Promotions. Oh, GTF, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that has been our summary of the ICW Tag Team Division, a history lesson from us at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet from all the way back in the early days through to the current day and what's going to happen in the future. Hopefully we see some of these tag teams either feature more often or in the likes of uh, KOE, yep. just, just at all. You know. We, baby. They are actually really good. Uh, so that has been the ICW Tag Team Division. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we've got some more from ICW. Next week, we're going to be talking about ICW stars who have made it all the way to WWE. Hosted by Derek. Yes. Woo-hoo. And we'll also have a sneak peek on who we hope will, will go as well. Yes, that will be definitely interesting, especially in the current climate where NXT UK is big. And then the week after that, we'll be doing our next ICW preview where we'll be talking about Shugs. With Sarah. Yes, yes, we'll be just sort of breaking down all the cards to see what's been going on and what's, what we think's going to happen. Yes, we'll have our, we've had our weekly analysis, our daily analysis of what's going to be on which night. Yes. <laughs> That's caused Sarah great stress. I've been keeping track and everything keeps changing and altering and through no fault of their own. I mean, I can't blame them, so mm-hmm. keeping me on my toes, keeping me, you know, working, keeping so, me busy. If you're a listener of the show and you've not really caught up a lot on ICW, we recommend you listen to these next couple of shows and preview, get into the Shugs preview. That is a banging card. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got guys from all across the UK. I mean, Paul Robinson's going to be there from Progress. We've got James Storm coming back to take on Grado. Yeah. And we've got Double J versus Double J. Oh, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> that, that, that. That's literally what's all that, that should be the main event. Uh-huh. And they're all doing Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> So that's coming up in the next couple of weeks here at Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. But from, until then, you can catch us on all good Android podcasting sites. If you've not already subscribed to us, please do that on your uh, podcast platform of choice, the one you're listening to or another one. If you listen to more than one, subscribe to us on all of them. <laughs> uh, Spotify, uh, Anchor and iTunes are just three of those. There's so many. We're also on all the social media sites. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, just at Suplex Retweet to hear all the things that we are doing and they're all going to be on suplexretweet.com where you can get articles and everything else. 
For myself, Stephen Wilson, I'd like to thank my panel. First of all, Sarah Grave. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, to Derek. Thanks, Stephen. And to Alan Lucas. Cheers, buddy, buddy. And of course, the bread man himself, Quacky Raji. Card subject to change! Dave's, good. Dave's appeared. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Dave. <laughs> The NAK. Told me he wasn't here. The NAK of, of Supply Street Tweet. <laughs> Dave, David Campbell, and the McLeods. <laughs> oh my. Until next week. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. See you later. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now